I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Blighty Day Fiance, Date Blight. Date Blight. My name is Michelle. My name is Robin. He's my husband. She's my wife. He's British. She's not. We watch reality TV <gasps> shows that deal with dating and relationships. Yeah. And we bring to you a very unique perspective, a decidedly British perspective. And American. And American. Right. Although I've lived in England almost as long as I lived in America. It's now. a Bramerican perspective. It's a Bramerican. It's a transatlantic perspective. It's a meritish. It's a meritish. Um what we do on our day blights is uh little Alfie, not his real name, um is, you know, safe and sound, snuggled up with the bully breed and the pugilier. Um can we say they're breeds? Yeah. All right. I think so. Um and, you know, he's snoring and she's thinking about KFC popcorn chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sweating because uh, that's what he does. And I've never known a human being sweat so much. Alfie is a drenchy boy at night. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but they're doing that. Me and Michelle, we sneak out to the cabin, dim the lights, and talk about all the telly we haven't got time to talk about the rest of the time. It's like a little catch-up. Now, normally we have a system, we've got awards and things like that, and we put a lot of more thought into it. No but time for that today. No. This, this week's been a rough one, so all uh, thoughts, prayers... Um, smiles, warm fuzzies, uh, could do without cold pricklies, to be honest. Yeah, just um, the fuzzies. All those things are are very welcome. I wish I could say more. I can't. It's family stuff. Um, but just know that we are going to do our best for you tonight. We certainly have no shortage of things to talk about. And that's the point. That's why we haven't got time for awards, because we're going to go, bam, 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 bam. We're going to talk about everything. We are. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is... Um, okay, I'm going to do a character, Oh, right? Oh. And then you can guess who I'm imitating. All right. <laughs> I'm here for it. Robin. Robin. I'm very upset because I think that there's some unholy language in this podcast. I just want you to know that when you said Robin, that's because my name is spelt with an I. And your name is spelt with a Y? No, I was being Sharna. Oh, God damn it. 
I thought that was your Robine impression. They're very close. They are. They're not miles away. <laughs> God, I really messed that up. Um, the difference being that Robine or Robin Brown, as she is more commonly known, um, doesn't have terrifying shark eyes no, like Sharna does. No, but she does have terrifying eyebrows. Um, okay, Sharna. Yes, Warden Sharna. Yes, Warden Sharna. So if you're not watching Inmate to Roommate, I don't blame you. It's very brutal. It's uh, it's kind of like... Um, I don't know what to compare it to. It's kind of like it if we're going to compare... Uh, Matt Sharp to David Lynch, which I really think we should. Oh, I think we should compare most things to David Lynch. I'm comparing this glass of wine to David Lynch. I think if we were going to... We're huge David Lynch fans, Robin and I. Um, I think, like... I think Love After Lockup is Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And, uh, and, like, 90 Day Fiance is... Blue Velvet. Yes. And Love After, or sorry, um, Inmate to Roommate is like Eraserhead. Yeah. 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 Or Lost Highway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's got like, that Marilyn Manson soundtrack. This this is a Loathsome Man by What all is accounts. the straight story of reality TV? Do you remember the straight story? No one does. No. Okay, we probably shouldn't talk about it then because can I finish what I was talking about? Oh yeah. So what I what I mean is is that this is the if you're going to go through Matt Sharp's oeuvre, Matt Sharp being the executive producer of 90 Day Fiance, Love After Lockup and numerous other fabulous shows. Yeah, you didn't sign a contract, but he owns your evenings. Yes. Um as he should because wow. I mean, talk about... Anyway, this is the... Inmate to Roommate is like all of the gritty stuff um, without the the comic relief. There's not a lot of nyucks. No, no, not a lot of lols. But there are some. There are some. I mean, I really enjoy it. Um, I've got to say, the last two episodes have gone off the boil. The first five are... Just an opening salvo beyond opening salvos. I mean, it just keeps delivering. And then, like meat left on an air conditioner, it (laughs) it starts to get a bit whiffier. Yeah, it's there's a there's an element of uh, of offness to it now. I think it might be a format problem. If I'm completely honest, I think it is too. Yeah. So the the boring thing in love after lockup is when they come out usually a bit more boring when they first meet i'm, I'm you less... mean because they like disappear for a while because they're going to catch up with their friends yeah it's never that interesting right what, what's interesting is when real life kicks in I, yeah I, I always find um this is the opposite um it's really interesting when they get out and then it becomes less interesting and i don't know how much legs there are in this show for that reason actually like well, in a once, way... Once, like, the rules of living in someone's house... We should explain for anyone that doesn't watch it. Um, this is... It's like Love After Lockup, but there ain't no love. So these are just volunteers who said, hey, person in prison, come and live with me when you get out. Yes, they're, they're, they're called um, returning citizens. Yeah. Uh, coming to stay with just members of the public. Yeah, it's um, like an anti-recidivist program. Yeah, and it... and. There is success. I don't know that any of the people on this show will be successful, which is what makes it so hard to watch. But I think the fact that it doesn't fit within that format actually speaks to its authenticity. I think they went into this believing, um, like that older gentleman from, was it West Virginia or Virginia? That older Southern gentleman was going to have a a full story and really it was just... He got an episode and a half. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's bleak. I I'm not gonna lie. the The cast of characters they're not. Uh, it's not a laugh a minute. These are these are not your Deontes. And no, your... but they're all Lindsays. <laughs> <laughs> like all of them are Lindsays. None of them are destinies. 
But they're all Lindsay's. I don't know about that. Um, I will say, now I'm aware not many people have access to this show, so I, I don't want to spend too long talking about it. Would I? No, but what are the things, if you don't watch it, what have they missed? Like, why should they find a way to watch it? Um, you should find a way to watch it because there is, I'm just going to come out and say it. There's a, there's a sort of roommate couple named Mark and Sharna who are seventh day Adventists, uh, which is a very, um, like quite a, a strict yeah. Christian Love their sect. Rules. Um, big into rules. Yeah, it seems like, again, just judging by this show, it's a religion based on a series of rules, but very little practices. Yeah, I like I'm not really seeing... Uh, the ethos. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah. or like at least, you know, like with Mormons, you get rice crispy treats and you get like big families and there's and a beautiful choir you know and and an eternity in heaven with your family sure with the, with this i'm i'm not really seeing what the upsides are apart no. from do you need to live your life under such rigid uh codes it's like a religion, and again, this is purely based on the show. Um, it's like a religion for people that have come out of an addiction clinic. Yeah, that's very true. Right? Yep. Yeah. There are rules for absolutely everything. everything. What there also is, is a man whose face has slipped down his head to the point where his mouth is where his chin should be, his eyes are where his nose should be, and his forehead is where his eyes should be. And above that is another forehead. It's remarkable. <laughs> I'm speaking about Mark. Alfie genuinely didn't have to say anything. Nope. <laughs> Came into the room while we were watching it and screamed. He screamed he at Mark's face. He was freaked out. He was like, why is his face falling down his head? Mark is like a blobfish, but without any of the charisma. Yeah, none He's, of the redeeming features. None of the cuteness. Yeah. Um, and He's like one of those things with like the electric fish at the bo very bottom of the ocean. Yeah, but, like with the lantern. <laughs> yeah, the little lantern fish, but um, only enough electricity to power an ice maker. Yeah, he's, uh, again, you know, not... Not a, a a super jovial chap. His wife Sharna uh, was pen pals with an inmate named Bill, who uh, is, according to him, to him, and this is his own, you know, mythology. Um, he was a, a con artist, a, like a top uh, an ten escape artist, art a thief. safe cracker. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh, once Over in this a... country, he would like to think he's the milk tray man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has a very high opinion of himself. He does not have a very high opinion of Mark and Sharna's rules or he, lifestyle. He has a very high opinion of meat. He sure does. And their neighbor, Sharon, gives him chicken wings over the fence, sneaks them over because you know that she and Sharna have fallen out over recycling day yeah. or whatever. Yeah. For all we know, there's a third neighbor who swapped their recycling bins just to watch, just to just light it to up. Just to watch the sparks fly. Uh, the Puglier is furious, though, and wants to know why <laughs> none of our neighbors deliver chicken over our fence. She is yeah, not Yeah, she happy. was incensed. Um, speaking of... Agents of Chaos. If we can, <laughs> if we can kind of shuffle over to Lilu. Yeah, we can. But honestly, I do want to recommend you all watch that show and come at us if you if you want us to talk more about it. I I I do think it's an evolution of the genre. Like it's lost steam for the last couple of episodes, but I have hope that it will turn it around. Yeah, I it's think it's a real possible. kick up the arse of the genre. Do watch it. It is, and it man does it. Uh, bring to mind how <laughs> lucky we are yeah. to be in the position that we're in. Um, yeah, with people who love us and uh, it's got to be incredibly difficult. And I'll be honest, and like I'm not criticizing the country where look, the majority of our listeners live, but we don't really have a 
prison industrial complex here. No, we don't. We that sure isn't to say the recidivism isn't very high because, duh, poverty. But, uh, yeah, man, man, of it's stacked against you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so moving on to kind of, I suppose, more... The fun criminals. Returning, <laughs> returning citizens. Um, I will say, speaking of agents of chaos, Kayla oh. has reigned supreme. I think that she and Kevin are the Charles and Camilla of Arlington, Texas. I think that she understands that chaos is a ladder yeah. better than uh, pretty much anyone who's ever been on the show. And her... Skullduggery. I every morning now I get out of the shower and have a look around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, uh, and you know what? It's like a scene out of Dynasty, or, right? Or Dynasty, as I would. You say. know what makes her so appealing, though, is that she has shown us her vulnerability. She did, yeah. And she, I, she loves the short game. It's incredible. She yeah. really does love him. And I think he loves her too, uh-huh. in as much as he knows how to love. There is, there's a chemistry, there's something there. He needs to stop fucking about with other people. Except he doesn't, because she loves it. Yeah, I think... It would take all of that energy away if he just did a nine-to-five and came home with a guy, oh, honey, I'm home, it wouldn't work. That's the thing. They could never They could never have that kind of life because they But neither they of them really wants together. it. Like, she will tell herself she wants it, but she is at her best when she's fighting. Yep. So let the girl fight. She's right, damn good at it. Yeah, she sure is. Wow. Mad respect to her. Tiffany didn't know what she had in store for her in Anyway, no, Curtis, Ertis, Ertis, <laughs> you you have to credit. Of course, I will. Um, I I think we have. I think there's certainly an overlap between ourselves and and Pink Shade, and I believe it was. Um, is it Keisha from? Libra Lounge. I'm sorry if I've got that wrong, but she and and Aaron Martin, um, came up with this hilarious bit about. Kevin knocking the K out of Ertis. And so Ertis is just... And it's just stuck. Honestly, we can't watch House out, House of the Dragon now without going, ooh, Qual just knocked the L off of Lainor. <laughs> it's just well, a thing. It would be the L off of Anor, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Mess that up. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anor is the sort of bloody name that George R.R. R. Martin would give a character, though. Yeah, and it would it'll be spelled like... A-A-E-E-O-O-N-R. You know that there are characters coming in this franchise called Kermit and Oscar, ancestors of Grover. I thought it was Elmo and Oscar. I think there's an Elmo too. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's a fun little Easter egg. Yeah. Um, Look... In terms of literally everyone else on that show, I don't have I I don't have any unique opinions about them except for again, I remain the only person in the world who remembers that Amber is a sociopath. Yeah. Uh, I stand by that. That is a hill I will die on. She was planning on having some man, and I look. I'm not saying he is some fine, upstanding citizen. No, but she was but planning he was confused. on. Yeah, he was not a match for her intellectually no. or in any other way. Okay, and she was. Very willing to fleece him. You um, don't like fraud, do you? Fra- I I really don't. Fraud really gets you. A bit of like violent crime and stuff, you're all about it, but fraud really gets you. Because I agree, by the way. I for me it's it's not being able to understand. Yeah. Uh and I I think neurodiverse people have that in common like the whole world's trying to trick you all the time no not that just that we don't we don't understand why why someone would hurt another person okay and i guess for me i don't understand how 
someone, I, I can understand a crime committed in the heat of yeah, the yeah. moment, like as, as a reflex almost or whatever. Like I understand crimes of passion. I can almost understand premeditated violence in a weird way. In a weird way. I mean, I can't. But premeditative, like life fucking up. Stealing people's identities, yeah. stealing from people in general, yeah. conning people, yeah. particularly when it involves love, yeah. really, really bothers me. Um, that's not to say that some people don't deserve it or aren't asking for it because they... Yeah, but it's not your place to give it. Right. But also, fuck puppy. Like, you know, she's made her dog bed and she can lie in it. Um, you know, you you don't get to complain about Eric when repeatedly you've gone back to him. So th that is not a storyline for our particular delectation, right? No, it isn't because we, we're in the minority here. And look, obviously I can sympathize being stuck in a bad relationship, being stuck in a relationship with someone. And I, I'm not saying that I know that Eric has been violent toward her, but he's at a minimum coercive and controlling yeah. and emotionally manipulative. But Puppy has a way out. Yeah. And she has friends that she's confided in, people who care about her, people who have tried to intervene on her behalf. And if she doesn't want to save herself, you have to let go of the rope. And I'm sorry, that is something that I feel very strongly about. I feel like the audience is almost complicit in enabling her not to help herself by just pitying her. Because that's what everyone's done, is pity her. Yep. So, you know... I'm not saying tough love is the solution for everyone, but I'm saying if she, if if you want to save her and she doesn't want to save herself, she's not getting saved, okay? Put down the leash. Let go of the leash. Let her trick her off. Yeah. She might find a used diaper behind a tree and stick her face too deeply into Ugh. that. <laughs> All right. Robin is making me <laughs> tell the story. It wasn't even a diaper, I'll have you know. No, it so wasn't. So we were in, this was back when we lived um, in a different part of the city. And we were in this very beautiful park. and Behind the Ritz. Behind, <laughs> behind the Ritz. Green Park, right. yeah. Uh, Kensington Palace. And... No, it wasn't Green Park, was it? Yeah. Okay, sorry. It is behind the Ritz. Wrong, wrong part of London, forgive me. So um, when Tig, our Pugalier, was a puppy, yeah. we were we let her off the leash, and she was just having a nice... Chit-chat, about. And I see this... I see her emerge from uh, from a shrub with what looked like kind of a shimmery, sparkly. I thought, you know, sometimes people go on yeah. fun runs or whatever and they wear sparkly costumes yeah. or something. And I thought, oh, okay, it's a leotard or leg warmers yeah. or something. Uh, reader, listener, it was not. It, it was a huge pair of soiled women's underpants. Yeah. And when I say soiled, I mean deep. Yeah. Diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. Real bad. There's a lot of bins around. I can't understand. <laughs> if you soil yourself to that, look, actually, I do understand it. I understand the it, The horror too. would be so great, you would just run pantsless away from there, wouldn't you? Um, if, I, if I shit myself <laughs> to that degree. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't shit myself because I absolutely do. Yeah. Um irritable bowel tribe represent. Um irritable bowel syndicate. <laughs> irritable bowel syndicate. <laughs> Way more exclusive than the uterati. Yeah. Um yes, if you're if you come at us if you're in the IBS. <laughs> um I would I think I would, you know, phone a friend and uh, change somewhere discreet and probably discard the offending article. Would you call the guy from, like, the end of Breaking Bad and the beginning of Better Call Saul? <laughs> like, the guy that can get you a new life? I, I might. Yeah. I might, if yeah. it was that catastrophic. But 
Tiggy is the one to bring that memory back to you in her mouth gleefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was wild. Yeah. So we should probably move on to the single life. I will say, I'm not sure everyone's aware of this and I haven't, look, this could be unsubstantiated because I, uh, I'm very happy for other people to do whatever they want with their bodies. I'm not a fan of tattoos myself. I um, wouldn't want them, um, and I'm not uh, a particular fan of tattoos on my men's, as it were, um, my 50 men's. Uh, but what was I talking about? I have no idea. I've completely lo- – oh, Debbie, sorry, Debbie's – Oh, Debbie. Yeah, Debbie's uh, boyfriend. Oh, his Nazi tattoo. Yes. (laughs) So somebody on the Reddits said that the tattoo on his back corresponds with a neo-fascist organization. Um, So I have a lot more questions for him than what are your intentions with Debbie? Yeah, my my questions are what are your intentions for Western Europe? Yeah, Yeah. I'm... uh, That immediately sets off the springtime for Hitler music box in my head. So thank you for that. It's okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to come... there. Yeah, well... (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh God, um, there are history buffs listening. There are. Um, I uh, yeah, it's not going to come up in the show. No, I I the doubt. The storyline where Debbie finds out that her boyfriend is a fascist is not going to come up on this show. I mean, they have showcased all manner of criminals, um, and yeah. not just in the in the true crime part of the Matt Sharpeverse. I don't know. Okay, so that's there. Look, I also want to say... But, but by the way, this is not some great love story. That's all I'm saying. A 70-year-old man who lives by himself in the woods and has a fascist tattoo on his back does not belong in a love story. And yet there he is. And yet there he um, is. Yeah, look, I think she likes him. And were it not Debbie... I would not have a problem at all of uh, of old oh, sex. No, 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 it's fine on television. I think it's uh, just it's just she's not half as funny as she thinks she is. No, it's it's pretty tragic. Not as tragic as it's, Natalie. Well, no. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like we we've crossed the Rubicon with Natalie. We've gone from funny ha-ha to funny uh-oh. Look, let's be honest. Our delightful pals at Reality Gaze call this with the borderline personality disorder diagnosis the other day. And I look, I am significantly less qualified than, uh, than, than Matty or Poodle um, to really be diagnosing anyone. Um... But, yeah, like, she's not well. No. Um, and I think what we are watching is somebody who's not entirely uh, aware of herself and her needs, right? Um, but if she is, like, if she is kind of big edding this and she knows exactly what she is and she's doing it for the clout... <laughs> Like, playing that role. Then she's an incredible actress. She is Marlena Dietrich. Yeah. Um, I, what I, I will say about... I want to be alone in Zavud. She wants to be... No, she doesn't want to go back to Zavud. No, she doesn't want to. Um, I dated uh, tons of Josh's. You Josh. could... I mean, where I'm from, you could throw a nickel and hit five of them. He's a very specific type of man. And in my opinion, he's had slightly too much work done at uh, slightly too young an age. But uh, never mind. 
he's he's into taking care of himself and that's fine. More power to him. Um, I don't think that he is looking to settle down. I have a very hard time <laughs> believing that a gentleman of 40 who has two children with two different women and at least one ex-wife, possibly two, um, is looking to run a modeling agency uh, from a nice house uh, with a cuckoo's nest at the top for Natalie to live in. Uh, No. Were it not for the fact that this agency is based in Phoenix, Arizona... No shade on Phoenix, Arizona. And look, I'm sure that there is a thriving modeling industry. Uh, My vibe is that the agency he runs is one of those ones where you... You pay for... Well, yeah. who am I to say? Yeah, I don't want... I certainly don't want to cast aspersions. That is a business model. I don't know if it's the most ethical one, but, you know, he seems to be enjoying it. I just don't... I don't think... His head is in the same place as Natalie's head. No one's head is in the same place as Natalie's <laughs> head. Um, I think we should probably, because no one else is talking about them, I think we could, can probably yeah. spend a minute talking about Big Ed and... Trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning. Fast forward a bit. Hey, you want to um, know a thing, though? What? Trigger should be for Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don't let her fool you. No. She knows exactly what she's doing. She knows who she's with. She has a script, undoubtedly, that the two of them have developed together. I don't believe that anything that we're seeing is real. Nope. Even the conflict. Um, Fake fight over a photo shoot, my ass. Yep. I think it's been... I think The mysterious model friend. It... Look. You know how I know this is all fake? Yeah. Because they have both put on a considerable amount of weight. Yeah. And happy people uh, put on weight when they're in a good relationship. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> based based solely on anecdotal... Me. <laughs> based on anecdotal evidence. Look, I know I said I'd get back on the bike today, but I've got a bottle of wine instead. Must be nice. Yep. Um, yeah, so... I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say about them either. I think No, and, and I know we're your source for all big ed... Um, no, but if you news. want if you want to feel validated or heard, yeah, he is he's a disgusting yep. person. Um anyone who What did you think of that dating scene? Sorry to cut you off there, but you know, rather than general opinions, how about that specific thing where they do that like they thought it was a scene out of like um a romantic comedy or something and the thing that they the stole it did. from they stole a bit that was in modern family <laughs> right. like five years ago <laughs> it's it's not even like it i mean that show went off the air a while ago but this was like early on they started yeah. doing that thing and they didn't even lift any of the jokes from that that no. weren't particularly funny to begin with and it was cut together in that was, kind of way as well but was it supposed to be sexy it Were was you? excruciating whatever it was and it's two people who don't know how to be funny trying to do funny what it is is you know that guy have you ever watched uh, like a TV show with someone with no sense of humor, like a sitcom, or been to a comedy show n- sitting next to someone with no sense of humor? You know when they say the punchline back? Yeah. You go, ah, five bananas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. It was two people going five bananas. Yeah, it was. Say these things like it will confer charisma on you. It's nah. just so. It's so gross to watch. Um, I think that there are so many absolute uh, landmines in their relationship. And it's just, it's all a matter of time. And they're going to, they will 100% end up on couples therapy if that's a show that is still running. It's like a show (laughs) where 
like Z list celebrities and their spouses come on and where do they, therapy. It's where they go to cry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they will absolutely be doing that circuit. They'll probably end up doing if he doesn't do Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, for sure. I will eat one of my shoes. Mark well, my words. Um can I put a little PSA out to the production world? Sure. You guys have forgotten what hate watching is. I feel this quite strongly. Hate watching is when you really, really love to hate people that aren't designed to be hated. There's no pleasure in hate watching something that is supposed to be hateable or is designed to be hateable. When you hate watch something, you hate something that other people love. That's kind of the point of it. So while I believe the producers in this case have put these people on the air because they're like, yeah, people hate them. So this will give them real hate watch vibes and they'll really get off on that. I don't get off on hating something I'm supposed to hate. Yeah. That's just hateful. That's an excellent point. I hate watching is when you hate something other people love, right? Yeah. Like the last few seasons of The Walking Dead. Great fun to hate watch it. Right? I wouldn't know. The last well, you're gonna know because we're doing that last episode because you lost that bet. But <laughs> but um or the end of Game of Thrones, right? Any like, there's so many shows that people in the end just ended up hate watching. You hate it because other people still love it. Yeah. No one loves Ed, no one loves Lids. This is not a hate watch, this is just shit. Um, and speaking of just shit, uh I think I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, And again, it's not for me to... Actually, we should talk about something that we like. (laughs) Oh, go on, man. So I'll say that that, um, I'm not the greatest fan of Happily Ever After, uh, but I do love watching Kim Bali and Usman. Yep. Um, Has Usman developed... I think he has. Yeah, he's kind of grown up a bit. Usman's setting boundaries. Now, while we don't have time for Deontay setting boundaries, I am all about Usman setting boundaries. Me too. Love it. Um, And I will say it is, uh, and I, again, these are sentiments that I, that have echoed throughout the the podcast community. Um, Wanting another woman or another human to be treated as a subhuman um, and not given affection, love, appreciation, good housing, uh, fresh air, sunlight, all of the things that we need. But just being a vehicle to carry a baby. Yes. It's a bit handmaid's tale. It's not just that. It's racist it's classist it's it speaks to the absolute ugliest uh parts of american exceptionalism it's good enough for one of them but it's not good enough for me right exactly um you know what i got to say to that hmm Yeah, just watching her be so, so super cool with the absolute drop-dead number one stunner who walked into Usman's (laughs) birthday party. She wasn't as much a stunner as the um, recording artist that he was toying with, collaborating with in the last season. In the pre... Yeah. Because she... She was a knockout. I couldn't possibly comment. You're the uh, most beautiful woman. She she knocked the K off of (laughs) Imbali. (laughs) (laughs) But this one, the the PR lady, uh, perfectly pleasant. Um... Quite interesting that Kimbali wanted to be her friend. That is good strategy. Yeah, if she, if Kimbali had employed those tactics from the very beginning, I right. think that she'd probably be married to Usman by now. Yeah. 
And you Natalie know Natalie could learn from that too. Yeah. 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 You need to Who is this bitch? Kimbali is um very good at playing the <laughs> Oh, God bless her. She's not good at playing the cool girl at all. We can anyone can see that it's an act, but hey, she didn't throw a drink at anyone, so somebody give her a medal. Um what she did not do uh is surprise him in the middle of the night by taking his car apart? No. Okay, we're going to do it? I don't want to... No, because I don't want to give that story... This is what we do. Okay, fine. Yeah? Fine. Other people will not. Someone might want to hear their thoughts validated. Okay. I felt this way about Angela for much longer, I think, than yeah, other people. Yeah, you did. Have. Yeah, that's I did, true. right? Mm-hmm. I called it a long time ago, and again, like, look, every night we go to sleep listening to reality gaze. I love those guys. I truly, truly do. But I remember when they were saying kind of quite defensive things about Angela. And I think it's the only time I've ever kind of, you know, shouted at the phone and be like, I could not disagree more. This woman has always been despicable to me. And hopefully everyone else can now see it. But I'm kind of disappointed that everyone else didn't see it before. I don't know if it's because... Nigeria has this completely unwarranted reputation. Like, we've accepted this cultural trope that this is a country of con men. (laughs) For some reason, this massively racist trope has just become accepted. Like, that's what you know Nigeria for. Like, it's it's an okay joke, isn't it? Right? You say Nigeria and you go, oh, the Nigerian prince sends you the email. Right? This is... That is one country for whom, like, the rules of racism seem not to have been applied. Yeah, it's it's problematic for a great many reasons, not the least of which is that these two people should not be together for any reason. Well, Angela um, should be together with a, a prison cell, frankly. I think she has done things that are criminal. I think the assaults... That, that I have seen her rain down time and time again, warrant investigation. And I dream of the Nigerian police coming and taking her, but I know it won't happen. You know what's interesting, though? No one is ever, and I don't blame, um, I don't blame Sean Robinson for this. I think that, nope. you know, she has a role to play. Uh but it's not holding people to account. And it... I remember how she behaved in the last tell-all. And, she, and it was like, oh, Angela, oh, could you come back? Oh, we're sorry you're upset. No one said, and no one called her on it. No, and she's probably going to be, you know, at the next one pulling the same shit. Yep. She's probably going to be calling the shots like Jabri was. And you again, know? this is the misunderstanding between hate-watching and watching something hateful. But we also, I agree with you. We we also need to ask ourselves, where where are we with these shows when the tell-alls dwell for hours and hours on women's bodies? Yeah. What surgeries have they had? Do they are they pregnant? When are they due? Do they are they trying to get pregnant? Yeah. Do they have a baby? Baby, baby, baby. It's it's relentless, yeah. right? And the storylines too. And why? Not just the tell-alls, but how many storylines have been about, will you give me a child? I want a child. This has to happen before I'm 40. I can't have a child. This, The obsession, it, it's strange. When did those, when did those details and, and when did, when did women's bodies become public property? to just talk about endlessly 
I probably the better question is when will women's bodies stop being public property? And I'm sorry if that's so what why are you raising this with with Angela? I'm I'm raising it because she is someone who has never been held to account and the closest that she's ever come to being held to account is you know I can tote it. I just need your egg kind of discussions. I'm saying if we're prepared to talk to Angela about her waning and probably non-existent fertility, which is a deeply personal area, we have seen the inside of Angela's vagine, okay? We've seen the inside of her uterus with what was, in retrospect, probably an ovarian cyst, right? Right. We have seen her go through like drastic surgery. Yeah. So why would it be an affront to question her on her behavior? Why hasn't she been asked, hey, you know... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm saying we can talk about these very intimate topics. Very invasive questions. Yeah. All right. But the one thing you can't actually talk about is her character. Right. Which is supposed to be the point of the show. Right. And same with Bilal. Yeah. You yeah. know, what? it's a distraction. Why are we talking about Shaida's uterus? Yeah. Why are we talking about her menstrual period? Yeah. When the real discussion that's being had all over the internet and with the audience yeah. is what is Why is this Bilal's... gaslighting motherfucker? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. And... That is very much the case with Angela. I have no interest. Like, the number of times she's gone on the tell talking about her surgeries or, you know... Her weight loss. I couldn't give a fuck. And by the way, please don't get too upset. You know what? If you get upset, you get upset. Fine. I'm really not going to clap and applaud someone who loses an enormous amount of weight under the knife. I'm not going to criticise you either, but I'm not going to, like, celebrate it. I might celebrate it if, like, you know, that's great because your health can now improve. But if you continue to smoke afterwards against surgeons of ice, then that no longer applies. <laughs> so there's nothing to celebrate in Angela's weight loss whatsoever. You know what's worth celebrating? Z. Aww. His birthday. Oh, it's year. Sweet little man. He didn't get the job, though, did he? Didn't get the lead deckhand job. um, But he's the lead deckhand of our hearts, especially now that Lloyd is maybe driving a bus somewhere. I love Lloyd. I miss Lloyd. I miss Lloyd, too. Come at us if you miss Lloyd and if you miss Z falling over all the time. Yeah. Um, We should call him N. Because if a Z falls over, it's an N. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Thank you. That was really funny. Yeah. You know, Below Deck Med is is kind of trekking right along. I think I, you and I are of the same mind, I believe, where this, this show is a lot less fun when people are terrible at their jobs. Yeah. Um, it is, actually. And I'm going to say... Natasha is terrible at her job. She Awful shouldn't be managing being. anyone. Awful human being was quite strong. Yeah, that's a little strong. But she is. Um, you know what? I think that she is a very young, however old she is. Yeah, I think by however old she is, she shouldn't be behaving in that way at all anymore. But the real villain of Below Deck is her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. Or future boyfriend. Yeah. God only knows. Whoever he is, he's disgusting. He can't spell. And that is the thing that annoys me the most. Now, I don't know if whichever junior producer... Y'all, we have... Robin and I have <laughs> argued about this. We've revisited this argument every single time. So I'm of the opinion that if you're captioning something or you're you're reproducing a text, you should use sick that original person's mm. uh writing, intonation, whatever. Whatever they put, that's what you should print unless it's someone's address. But if it is an error, 
it it probably behooves you to use the Latin. I disagree. Why take you out of it? Uh, this is supposed to be. This is supposed. But to But you're be... working on the assumption here, right? That the boyfriend cannot spell. I know he can't spell. But maybe he can, and maybe it's the guy doing the captions. No, no one would do that, Robin. Who knows? Someone offends the deepest part of me. Because, look, I'm sorry about this. I am a guy who cannot abide you, your, 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 your errors. Maybe he's dyslexic. Don't care. (laughs) I'm just saying... I think dyslexia people can still... Do Y O U R Y O U apostrophe R E. I think it's one of those things you can teach yourself when you're. I don't think dyslexia applies to that. I have like not coming at dyslexic people, but I think that is one rule that dyslexic people can focus on quite heavily and actually control, right? And better themselves. Well, there's no bettering or that. I know, but that's the that's the way you're talking about it. You're talking about it like it like dyslexia is a behavioral no, issue. D- dyslexia articulates itself or manifests itself in many more diverse ways than just getting your and your wrong. Right? That isn't dyslexia. That's just being a. Hmm. <laughs> it bothers me. It's okay. Then then own that and let it be your problem rather than the problem. There should be a warning for grammar that's... Nazis at the start of that show. May Oof. contain may contain spellings of that could cause distress. Yeah, nightmare. Um The other thing about below deck is uh the reinvention of Captain Sandy. She's getting a very good edit this year. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. She led her ship. Well, that's the thing. She's not doing a whole lot of leading. And I don't know if, like, look, maybe she went to Burning Man. Maybe she went to <laughs> Coachella. Maybe she went to Reading Festival. I'm sure she was in England at some point over the summer. I hope so. Um, in any event, I think that she probably went on a trip. Um. I think she saw herself uh, and talked to herself outside herself and realized that maybe she doesn't need to micromanage her staff within an inch of their lives. And whatever conversation that she had with herself uh, about herself to herself (laughs) revealed this new side to her where she doesn't need to control everyone. Now, the problem is... These people actually do need a bit more <laughs> looking after. Yeah, I could do with the captain. I get the feeling she turned up for two days of filming and the, the rest of the time uh, Z was driving the boat. Well, here's why I think that... I think the fact that she hit something <laughs> tells us everything. I think I've, she I've never forgot... anything in yeah. my entire career. I think she's... Um, I think she's mellowed out. Specifically, she hit a dolphin. And I think that's okay. Is it reasonable for me to come at dolphins? No, probably people are going to have something to say about it. Um, but just so you know, they like rip other animals' heads off. It's and worse than that. Play with them. Dolphins are psychopaths. Um, <laughs> the reason they like to swim with people. It's because they have very lascivious interests in people. And there are many documented cases of dolphins going a little bit too far. Um, I won't get into it in great detail, but look up dolphins are terrible people. <laughs> I don't know if that will work on Google. Dolphins are terrible people. But she hit a concrete dolphin. It's not the same thing. No. Um what else have we been watching? Is that everything? Um, I mean, we could do the corn song. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I mean, we could talk about House of the Dragon. I don't know that I have much to say that hasn't been said by many, many, many other people. But if you aren't watching it because Game of Thrones 
roasted a dragon in your face and it was off and it was disgusting and let's all be honest it was awful house of the dragon's really good it is actually really good it's really good i just want to say one thing um and spoiler alert fast forward a minute uh it's a crime that nobody has um put on the YouTubes or the TikToks uh, the Uncle Fucker song. From South Park. Yeah. <laughs> if I, she, she is an Uncle Fucker now. Would Canada be north of the wall? You know what? I don't know where Canada falls. Maybe it would be Essos. Nah. <laughs> Essos is Mediterranean, isn't it? Some of. But it's a globe. It goes all the way around. I got into a big thing with Alfie the other day. He was like... Nerd oh. alert. <laughs> he was like, uh, Greenland, it's like to the east of uh, Canada. I was like, it is also to the west. <laughs> and he refused to accept it. Um, so I have a little Patreon preview. Oh. Uh, I've got some lascivious and lewd royal gossip oh god no we can't give it away for free i can give away like a little factlet we need to end this on a happy note because we've basically been bitching about people for an hour it's true sorry everyone um we do want to be our usual sprightly selves but horrible week yeah but you know what all you have to do is put butter on it Everything will change. Everything will change. Everything will change. So in that spirit, I'm going to share with you all that uh, King Edward VII, uh, a.k.a. Prince Albert, a.k.a. Dirty Birdie, (laughs) was, um, he was Queen Victoria's son. He had a special chair made for him so that he could... Fuck ladies, sometimes with a lowercase l. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean. it was a sex swing, right? Not a swing. Oh. It's a chair. Oh. Um, everybody right now, stop what you're doing unless you're driving. If you're driving, please keep driving and obey all of the, the rules of the road. Um, if you're able to, stop what you're doing and Google <laughs> <laughs> Prince Albert sex chair. It is... A wonder to behold. You're not going to be able to figure out how a person could fit in it, uh, let alone how two people can fit in it. You're not going to understand the... uh, You're going to turn your head sideways. You're going to look at it kind of like an owl, moving your head (laughs) from side to side, trying to imagine... Um, a French bulldog that is wondering if it's going to get that bit of chicken. Yeah, this is this is that, but for uh, purpose-built sex furniture. Um, wow. I mean, of course, is is it well-known? Am I telling a well-known thing in the States if I talk about what a Prince Albert is in piercing terms? Yes. That's well-known? Yes. Okay, then I won't tell it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is kind of my segment and my thing, but I'm not surprised that you wanted to gazump it. Um, Anyway, he spoke with a German accent Mm. uh, and he was a large man. Mm. So he needed this chair because he was physically incapable of the, the level of sexual activity that uh, he had to keep up. He was a very pleasant conversationalist. Uh, He was a fascinating anecdotalist. He was everyone's favorite dinner guest. And the reason that men in this country don't button their bottom button on their waistcoat is because he never did. Because he was uh, on the large side. Isn't that a fun fact? That is a fun fact. Also fun fact. Or indeed on on any jacket or or, or of a suit. Um, Never button that last button. Yeah, stop disrespecting King Edward VII. Don't do it. I mean, also, it looks horrible. Now, his wife had plenty of children, um, but she didn't like food. 
She ordered Victoria. Victoria was his mother. Oh, oh! I I thought you said Albert, so I was like, oh, okay. This is the child of. Okay, yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Fine. Child of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. You know be like that um yeah his wife who i believe was his cousin might not have been might have been uh probably for sure you can tell i really know my stuff um she no she hated eating she was very thin probably had some food issues um she you'll appreciate this she had a roast chicken Delivered to her room every night that she fed to her dogs. Right. Because. They asked for it. They asked for it. (laughs) Um, She was also deaf and had a sore knee. So she wasn't real nice company, which is why he had quite a few mistresses. Completely deaf or just a bit deaf? Um, Unclear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to her I mean, or to anyone. Look, I can make further investigations. Uh, In my opinion, he didn't need an excuse for dining out, as it were, because, um, you know, he could do whatever he wanted. Also, he's known for being the only King Edward who wasn't um, a homosexual gentleman. Well, this is the thing with Edward's. And uh, we were listening to a last podcast on the left the other day, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, is it Edward II and the pertaining rumours that he died from having a red-hot poker thrust up his bottom, I think? There's an awful lot of, like, kind of homophobic tropes around the Edwards throughout history. And and indeed, the current Prince Edward, uh, our, our late Queen's son, was always plagued by innuendo and is that right oh yeah i do i yeah 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 yeah. i don't know anything about him i didn't even i like totally forgot that there even was a current prince edward yeah there is um you know he got into theater Mm -hmm. i mean it doesn't necessarily mean anything but like everyone was very much like oh an edward he likes theater Let's bring back those old tropes. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, at least he's not a pedo scumbag like his brother. That's right. <laughs> um, hashtag cancel Prince Andrew forever. And also, just to clarify, at least, nothing wrong with being <laughs> into theater. Nothing wrong with being homosexual. No. Nothing wrong with being named Edward. No. Anyway. Um, but I, I think we were just saying that there is a fine history of those two things going together in this country. Yes. So your gift for today is the uh, Prince Albert sex chair. Or possibly, you might want to type in King Edward sex chair. Yeah, you see, I got confused. I got confused with it. With it, with it. Yeah, it's King Edward the Seventh. They change their names as well, don't they? Yeah, they do because when they become kings. Yeah. Yeah, which of course Charles didn't do because he, there's only been two. There's only been two, so it seemed quite fresh. But he did have. <laughs> Yeah, Um, you know it's like Led Zeppelin albums. You know, know, three is is good, Um, (laughs) but he could have had any of his given names, which meant that he could have had Arthur. Who the fuck doesn't go for King Arthur? Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm a Stan. Should have been King Arthur. Now, William, Wills also has Arthur in his name. He's William Arthur Philip Louis. He might do it, the thirsty bastard. (laughs) (laughs) If he gets there. Oh, I've got some good tea about him, too. A lot of this stuff doesn't make it to America, so people will appreciate it. Anyway, that's your little joyful moment. Google the corn song, Google King Edward VII sex chair. Uh, <laughs> let me know your thoughts. Um, 
let me know you're not your... gonna like make a sex chair for the three people that give you the sort of best thoughts <sighs> no okay. i might make a miniature one one day <gasps> that would be good michelle's into making miniatures i quite like a miniature dungeon don't tell people that because then people will expect that i'm good at it i what? like making miniatures i'm not good at it and i bought a 3d printer so i could help you in that endeavor but life Oh, life. Oh, life. Oh, life. Well, that's been a date blight, everyone. You've joined us on our ramble through life and TV and all sorts of nonsense. Um, do tell us what you would like us to cover in future date blights. Essentially, it's an informal thing. Uh, you're sitting at the next table in the restaurant listening in. Um, we've noticed you listening. We're a bit creeped out and we're going to say something to the staff. Who will politely ask us to leave because we haven't got any trousers on. <laughs> and with that, we will see, see you soon. <sighs>It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.